And at the scale you are, like asking agents, hey, what is your feeling? What's going on? Is not a good approach. On the other hand, like just using categories in your customer service platform is not like, like the best approach. But finding the solution that will able to scan all of incoming queries and tell you exactly what are the missing opportunities, what's not working in your business is super important. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And this is Spanning Zero. September 2023 Spamming Zero sponsor is Tapcart, tapcart.com. Listen to some of the brands that are using them today to make their mobile experience even better and to increase their revenue and potential with their customers. Princess Polly, True Classic Tees, Pier One, Fashion Nova, White Fox, Chubbies, Fanjoy, the list goes on and on. So many great customers. We all spend so much time on our mobile devices. So it's no question that you need to be thinking about a mobile for first environment and digital experience and Tapcart can provide that for you. Take a look at them, tapcart.com. Right now they have a two week trial that you can try out for free. And on top of that, they are backed by Shopify and many others. So you won't have to worry about that integration point. One of my favorite things about them on their website, on their homepage, if you go to their case studies, they have this little section called tailored for your mobile app for your industry. It's beautiful is they don't just look at e-commerce as a whole. They look at the specific niche industries because let's be honest, if you're in beauty and cosmetics, you need a specific app for that. If you're in food and beverage, it's going to be unique. If you're in fashion and apparel, it's also going to be unique. If it's health and wellness, again, definitely unique. Four out-of-the-box options for your specific industry. Tapcart.com. Go check them out. What's up, everybody? James here again for another episode of Spamming Zero. We are getting up to almost the 70 mark. Can you believe that? Almost 70 episodes in. Exciting. Today, we're joined by Machek Ciolik, who is the CTO at Zowie. If you haven't heard of Zowie, they're awesome. They were also a previous podcast sponsor a few months ago. Excited to have you on, Machek. Welcome to the show. Welcome, James. Welcome, everyone. Very nice to be here and looking forward to talk with you today. So, Machek, tell us a little bit about Zowie. So Zao is a customer service automation platform. We're super focused to make sure that customer service team at e-commerce will be amazingly efficient. And through the AI automation, we're able to help them to cut the backlog by 70%. We're super powered these agents to respond to customer queries in a very, very good personalized way. And finally, we're converting these agents from being, you know, just agents who are answering repetitive questions to agents who are more proactive and helping customers making right choices. Love it. Big fan of Zowie, by the way. If you haven't checked them out, do so. Zowie.com, yeah? Getzowie.com. Yeah, getzowie.com. So I, I like to have our listeners kind of get to know you a little bit on a personal level. So I'd love, I, I just like to ask some random questions on our show. And I hope that's okay. So the question that I have for you that I drafted for you it was this. What is something in, in e-commerce and, and the direct-to-consumer direct world that has caught your attention? I mean, obviously, like the AI revolution has just been crazy, but what's something else that's really caught your attention lately? I mean, of course, like AI revolution and everything, what's happening right now around this is like super important, but everyone is talking about it so we can take it back. 
The other things it's good to mention is like I'm like amazed like how technology is growing. There is a lot of new companies who are using like cutting edge solutions to you know empower the existing e-commerce sector. And like whenever I'm on any kind of conference, I'm looking and finding the new ideas and new opportunities. So you know the e-commerce we know from the couple of years ago and e-commerce right now is completely different. And e-commerce is one of the sector which is still growing, which is of course amazing and super excited to be the part of this and seeing like how it's growing, how new ideas and opportunities are coming here. And of course, like being the part of this ecosystem is really, really great. So Maciek, what's your advice for those that are in e-commerce and direct to consumer? Like how do they weed through the noise? Like for, for, for my take, like I think you got to realize like what you can and can't do and you have to be real with yourself on that <laughs> and sometimes i think that that's a matter of just like don't try to boil the ocean and realize that there's probably like three things that you can handle and those are the areas that you should try to find solutions for yep so like as you said many different solutions in the market i would really start with like ma mapping out like what are my goals for the next one or two quarters and really really focus on them because like there is a lot of opportunities, but if my goal is, for example, to make sure that I would like to reduce the overload of my agents by 20%, first of all, I need to start with the right planning and understanding what's my situation. And we've seen that sometimes we're helping customers to really understand, first of all, what they need to do to achieve their goals. And first of all, you need to start to understand like what are my top contact inquiries, like what are my top contact results and map it out to the internal processes, whether it can be automated or not automated. And in this kind of approach, you can really understand, okay, what kind of solutions I'm looking for? Because maybe the solution is that I need to improve my agent's efficiency by using the right tool, which will empower them. Maybe I'm looking for some kind of knowledge tool, which help my agents to be quickly onboarded. Or maybe I'm using, looking for some kind of customer facing tool which will help the, my customers to get answers immediately. So everything starts with the right understanding of the problem, goals, KPIs I have, and like really understanding what's the situation at my company, because there is a huge AI bus. It's important to understand that like AI is for everyone. We can use it for doing a lot of amazing things, but let's start off with why and how we can do it and later. I bet that you will find the right solution on the market. Mm, I love the why, as Simon once wrote a book about, right? The why, yep. find your why. By the way, I've actually never read that book. I need to read it. <laughs> I'm an avid reader. Highly recommend. I'm an avid reader. Highly recommend. Avid reader, as you can see behind me. I just, I have, I've not read that book and I need to. All right. So maybe let's dive into that a little bit. What's your advice on on how businesses just in general can find some of the why with this stuff? And I'd actually like to focus it from the perspective of like what you guys solve at Zowie too, because I think this is actually very relevant for the audience that listens. And that's just like the people that are like the frontline staff and the amount of data and problems and everything that they're solving and just the chaos that can happen from day to day and from season to season as we're getting ready for peak season. What's your advice for them on how they find their why and how people that are leading those areas can also help prepare their staff for those times? A really, really great topic, James, and we're going to be diving into. So something that we're like missing many, many times is like our team members, our agents, they are selling a lot of stuff and they are very like the people who are on the front line. 
And of course, whenever even you're categorizing your incoming cases, it's like this, so just a high level category. It's nice that we're getting the information that puts like, but we're receiving like increase, we're seeing the increase in the number of defective product, like defective product queries. That's fine. But the question is like, why we're seeing this kind of like, is there a specific product that is faulty and we need to dive into this? And at the scale you are, like asking agents, hey, what is your feeling? What's going on? Is not a good approach. On the other hand, like just using categories near your customer service platform is not like, like the best approach. But finding the solution that will able to scan all of your incoming queries and tell you exactly what are the missing opportunities, what's not working in your business is super important. This is, for example, one of the way how we recently implemented generative AI, but we're using generative AI right now to really understand what are like your top contact reasons. And this is, we know already, but then we can use generative AI to group categorize these issues and in the very short summarized way, tell you exactly what's your issue. So the one, the one here side is, you know, okay, your customer asking a lot of questions like, do you ship internationally? But it's with generative AI, you can use this technology to tell you, hey, people are looking for shipping internationally, but they're exactly specific to talk like shipping about Mexico to Germany or to other countries. So with generative AI and a lot of the content and feedback we have in your tickets, we can use it. And for this process, once you map it out, you will really able to pinpoint what are like the problems. And in most of the cases, you realize that these problems cannot be solved on the customer service level because the problems are part of the whole organization. And as a customer service leader, customer experience leader, you can get this data and report it back to higher executive and say like, of course, these are the areas we, having, we are having the problems, but these are the, the specific things that we can fix before the incoming season just to streamline our processes and make it better. And having this proof by customer voice is a very, very strong proof how we can encourage other people in the organization to take a focus on this. Yeah, as exciting as generative AI has become, and just AI in general, like I think one of the things that we sometimes forget about is just educating ourselves a little bit on what what generative AI actually really is. And I and I, I love the use case that you just put together. Another one that I, I I like to relate it to, just to kind of help people understand really how it works, is this. Let's say, for example, you are we can use calls we can use chats we can use emails whatever it might be whatever channel your customers are coming in at and they're you provide a ticket okay there's a ticket that's created has a summary and let's say like your agents are writing their notes down and then it gets pushed into a system of record all right now what has happened in the past which is going to change in the future and, and already is changing with folks like Zally and, and, and us at Flip and, and many others, right? What used to happen in the past is you would have somebody that was potentially running like a customer experience role that would have to like almost manually gather that data, extract it, likely have to hire a data analyst to go through it all, make sense of it, group it. This could be six months, seven months, eight months of work, Okay. And generative AI can now take that information and make sense of it in seconds rather than months and rather than years. You now have streamlined processes where it can analyze data, especially across multiple mediums, multiple channels. It can analyze all that stuff at scale for you as well. 
So they can now do it every single time you get an inquiry. It can now adjust those things and continue to learn. And I think that's the important thing to remember and how I like to think about it with generative AI and probably how a lot of our listeners like can relate to it. And so when, when, when Machik is talking about the generative AI, he's talking about it being able to learn those things at a much faster pace than we could as humans, which is the advantage of having it within your business. Because then rather than you spending six, seven months, eight months, 12 months doing those things, now you're spending the time looking at those things and optimizing the experience for your customer as human beings, which by the way, a lot of generative AI cannot do because it needs the human's help to do that. I agree. Yep. And this is exactly like the direction we're moving. Like there's a huge buzz. Now we can see like the real applications of generative AI. A lot of them are like really, really amazing. And like having an idea how we can leverage of this in your company is important because definitely on the one side, as we're talking, it can be used for data extraction, data analysis and summarization, as you said, in seconds. On the other side, they can be, it can be used also like to empower your agents. So we know, and we've seen it, like agents are hard workers. Like they are replying to the customers like hundreds of times a day. And we know this template of macros and templates, like people, like we know that we need to train agents how to use macros and templates, but all of their responses sound exactly the same. But with generative AI, what we can do and what we're doing right now is based on the context of the conversation and based on your, let's say, company-wide knowledge or some kind of receipt solution guidance, Generative AI can, in seconds, prepare ready-to-use answers for these questions or the specific use case. And it's not about replacing agents. It's all about like how we can empower your agents to be much more efficient because the time they're spending to craft these messages right now or finding the right template with generative AI, they can get it already ready for them. And their job is to make sure that they will a little adjust it, improve it, and send it out to the customer. So at the end of the day, everyone is like happy with the results because customers are getting solution faster. Agents are not getting bored by doing and doing the same stuff. They are playing around with really cool cutting edge technology. But at the end of the day, we need them because they are the final decision makers who can make a decision okay, this is the message I'm going to send it out. I literally put some kind of icing on the top of this, but then agents can focus to really put the voice and the quality to these responses because the time they are doing right now, they are crafting these responses. Having Gen AI crafting these responses for them can put their focus on something that matters, which is your brand voice, your sentiment, your friendliness of the responses can be definitely incorporated there. Yeah, I love this because like we call it, very similar to what you guys do. We call it context aware, which is basically like you're, you have a lot of information on somebody in the help desk and in the OMS. And ultimately, like when somebody is inquiring and reaching out to you, like these are opportunities that you can bring that information and really personalize the experience. And what I love about what you had said, well, first of all, I love everything that you said, because I, I, I think it's like spot on to what, what, we, what we do at Flip and what I think so many other vendors need to be thinking about. But I want to also highlight this part. Imagine a world where not only is there situations where automation or the AI can automate these things, but they can do it very personalized. Okay. Now imagine, for example, that let's say the automation can't handle it. And now we have to escalate to an agent. 
So imagine a world where rather than calls being routed to them and they have no context whatsoever, and then like they have a little screen pop and the CRM is showing them some certain things and now they have to make sense of it in like two seconds before they answer any questions, right? Now imagine that instead of getting that information and them having very little context, now you have tools that, that are there and two of them on this call that now can provide an option for your agents to also get as much information from the context that they've had. Let's say in the last four months, right? They've had yep. five or six different situations where they've called in about the exact same issue. Now an agent is empowered and has that information and that couldn't be done before one because of clunky systems that couldn't talk to each other Two, the data was despaired all over the place and couldn't be made sense of, or three, it was just never documented. Right. So like, this is where AI can truly empower the agent even more so and provide tons of value to the agent. And I, and I know that you feel very similar about that Machek, but I'm curious also along the same line, what do you think that AI is going to solve in the future in some of these areas that it, maybe it's not today? I think that we can, like, we're already seeing this, that when someone is playing with ChatGPT or the other alternatives, like we are seeing that it's super powerful. It's so great that we can even believe it. And I think that like the future is that we'll find a lot of similar solutions, but they are very, very specialized in the specific things. Mm. And we'll be able to incorporate like AI in many, many different stuff that will really help us doing the different stuff. I mean, let's say that we'll have an, my AI personal chef. And with my AI personal chef, I will be able to talk with this chef who will guide me through the cooking experience I can want. I will say that, hey, I have this specific products. Let me now like build like cook and craft like the best dish for my family today. And of course we can expect that ChatGPT can do it right now. But having this very specialized trained and like built on top of the specific data sets will be able to get a very, very experienced person helping us to grow our And I would love like to be in the world that like AI is helping us to making us better, teaching us how to do it. And if someone has a specific interest in the different areas like history, cooking, I don't know, doing some kind of sports stuff, like having this kind of personal assistance who can assist us on the daily basis and making us these activities or our hobbies better, this would be amazing. And this is exactly how do I see like AI in an industry. Like if we're talking about AI at customer service e-commerce, let's make sure that we're using the best AI for customer service e-commerce, which is specialized and will be trained on top of like millions of interactions from e-commerce to help my agents be the best agent at e-commerce world. On my private way, if I'm interested in, let's say, cooking, I would love to talk with an AI, which will help me and say, hey, I have this kind of problem. What can I do when I'm baking this cake? And then AI will help me exactly how to improve it based on some kind of other information and other data that relies on any kind of blogs or cooking chefs and so on. I'm talking about cooking because I like cooking and this <laughs> stuff, so I can imagine using this kind of solution. Of course, someone needs to first build it, but it will be really, really trained because ChatGPT is too, too generic to handle this and have specific. It will always co provide me convincing facts, but very generic, very general. I would have to have a technology that will exactly like, teach me how to be better in my hobby and what I really love to do. Mm, I love that. 
And by the way, like there's a reason just for the record, like AI, when, when we think about AI in this, like there's a reason why the most viewed YouTube videos are how to's, right? Yep. There's a reason why that's the case because people generally have a desire to be self learners. And I think that there's an opportunity for AI to actually potentially take that and, and use it in a voice form or potentially even a video form where it can walk you through those things. I will say too, though, that it's not going to prevent you from burning things. So if you're a really bad cook, it might not make you a better cook. <laughs> but at least like you can ask it again, like what I did wrong. <laughs> I, I Now that's got me curious. All right, Machek, what is your, what's your go-to dish to cook for your family? Oh, it's really like, it really, really depends. But, you know, I used to like when, I don't know how it's hard, but I used to do like bake cakes and I was baking a lot of cakes for my family's birthday day. So <laughs> it was awesome. I definitely need to come back there. So you know, I'm spending a couple of hours in the kitchen just icing and making my cakes look beautiful. So why haven't you started a bakery? That's the real question. I think that's something I can do in the future once, you know, we're covered <laughs> and we'll win the AI space for e-commerce. <laughs> I love it. All right. So where do you think people right now are getting it wrong with AI? One, I like a big area for me is like, I think people have fears that are warranted fears, right? But I think they generally have fears because of the media tension that has happened. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting it wrong. I, I actually think that there are genuine fears that you should have. But most of the vendors that are using these things to help businesses right now, I, I shouldn't say most of them, I should say the good ones are are doing this ethically. And I think that it's just a matter of like getting in there and asking those questions. But what is your thought on that? There's a lot of fear because, you know, at the end of the day, we cannot control in which direction it will go. Like if we'll be educated and we'll use this technology on private life and the business in the correct way, everyone can benefit and everyone can grow on top of this. Privately, like we need to make sure that as our children, they are well educated how to use it, but not like fully, fully trust into the information we're getting. Because on the previous you know, webinar, we were talking about this, but like generative AI is one of the best person who can convince you on anything, even if it's not a real truth. And like, I think that like the biggest fear, like generally globally, what's going on is that like people who are not well understanding this technology, they will believe in the facts and information that you can get in from there, which will just fake news or fake mm -hmm. information. And this is like the biggest fear on, let's say on the, on the global level, this is why education and ownership and like being like fully aware how to use it and how to incorporate it's important. We can see already that there are like approaches like companies, schools, different institutions. They are just the the way to do it is like it's forbidden to use it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the way because people will be using it. I mean, the right education, how we can use even ChatGPT or anyone else like to make your work efficient, that's fine. But like make sure that you can verify these facts. On the from the business perspective, there is a lot of applications of doing this, but we need to also understand that like in most of the cases, like Gen AI is not a solution for everything. What I'm used to say is even in the automation world, like Gen AI can make this conversation more 
conversational, more personalized. But at the end of the day, it won't fix your issues with logistics or missing orders. So if you, your problem is like internal, but you have some kind of issues with your logistics systems, you cannot expect that just applying Gen AI, it will be fixed. Mm -hmm. Customers will be just still frustrated that they are not getting these orders. So, and this is why I'm seeing that like everyone is super, like maybe not crazy, but enthusiastic about this, which is awesome because we need to apply it and we need to use it, but we need to use it in the proper way. And like making this conversational, personalized, as we talked at the beginning, having access to the huge data set of the knowledge and summarizing this in the spot is awesome. But at the end of the day, we need to remember that it's not like the solution for our internal challenges, which needs to be finally fixed by humans. Love it. Maciek, we are at time. Thank you so much for joining us. I really still would like to understand what tattoo you would get of a brand, but we'll we'll come back to that another day, I guess. Thanks so much for joining us on the show, Maciek. Thank you so much, James. It was a pleasure to be there. If you haven't yet subscribed to Spamming Zero, do so. Every week you're going to get new guests from e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands, as well as vendors like Zowie, who just came on today. Come join us each and every week on Spamming Zero. Thanks.